No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we will see where listening to parental instruction is a graceful ornament on the head. Wisdom calls out in public squares to whomever will listen to her counsel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 1 on Simply the Bible. Perhaps you've heard it said, there is a parable on your head, one mouth and two ears, to speak half the time you hear. The simple truth is that we cannot learn anything when we are talking rather than hearing. Solomon would agree that wisdom comes by listening to good counsel. That begins in the home. We continue in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. What a tremendous blessing it is to have godly parents or grandparents who teach godly instruction. I was blessed to have such in my life. Now, they make an effort to invest the words of God into the hearts of the next generation. That is what God commanded his covenant people Israel to do. Deuteronomy 6, 6 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. King Solomon advises his son here to listen to the instruction of his father and mother. Solomon himself did this while he was young. He listened to his father David and his mother Bathsheba. Now, not everyone has been blessed with godly natural parents, but there are spiritual parents who are willing to adopt us and pour godly wisdom into our lives. I was blessed to have my pastor, Lewis and his wife, Mary, take an interest in me while I was a teenager and then invest much time in me, sharing with me the wisdom that they had learned. Even today, I often think of those lessons I learned at their feet. Solomon says that your submission will be ornaments on your head and a chain around your neck. Now, submission to one's parents is truly a beautiful thing. This was modeled for us by the submission Jesus had to his heavenly father and also to Joseph and Mary. In our culture, submission often gets a bad rap. But Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Verse 10, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, that is, the grave, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. 
it takes away the life of its owners. Now, being a loving parent, Solomon was concerned about the company his son would keep and the temptations that he would face. So he says, if sinners entice you, no one escapes temptation. Sinners will entice the young. They want people to share with them in their evil. Misery loves company, and so does wickedness. They think there is safety in numbers. But he says, do not consent. We cannot avoid temptation, but we can refuse to consent to it. Martin Luther said, you can't keep the birds from flying overhead, but you can't keep them from building a nest in your hair. Now, like Joseph before the seductions of Potiphar's wife, we can choose not to do the evil thing that we are being tempted to do and instead run away from it. God help us to find and to take the way of escape in the moment of temptation. Now they say, come with us. We must all be discerning about the company that we keep. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Every parent is concerned when their son or daughter brings someone home that just doesn't seem right. It's so much easier to drift downstream with someone that's going with the flow than to grab onto them and swim upstream. Now, the purpose of these sinners was to shed innocent blood, to swallow them alive because they wanted the loot. They said, we shall find precious possessions. But how precious would the possessions be knowing that they were stolen and knowing that they shed innocent blood to get them? They would carry the guilt with them and forever be afraid of getting caught, looking over their shoulder always. Yet this is how the devil always works. He baits the hook by making sin look attractive. Solomon said, do not walk in the way with them. The best time to avoid the slippery slope is never to take a step on it. Look at the character of the people enticing you. Carefully weigh their words. Compare it with the instruction you've been taught. Compare it with the word of God. And don't move an inch in the wrong direction. Now he says the net is spread in the sight of a bird. Even a bird with its tiny bird brain has enough sense to avoid a net that's been spread to catch it. But these sinners have no such sense. Their bloodlust and greed have blinded them to the trap they're walking into. As they lurk secretly for their prey, they are actually waiting to lose their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Is it worth it? Verse 20. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. Now here, wisdom is personified as a woman. I like to call her Lady Wisdom. Her purpose is to help the simple turn from their simple ways. Some people see this as a picture of Christ because he is the wisdom of God, according to 1 Corinthians 1.24. She raises her voice in the open squares and the city streets to anybody who will listen. Now, this reminds me of a time we went to Bradshaw, Romania, and there in the open city square, we did a mime called the King of Hearts. And our whole purpose was that people would stop what they were doing to 
look at what we were performing to understand the gospel that was being portrayed through it, and then at least to ask us questions afterwards. But the idea was to bring the good news to whoever would listen to it. And that's really what's happening here. Her call is a universal call, and it reminds us of the last chapter of Revelation where the universal invitation is given from the Spirit and the Bride. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Verse 22. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my Spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Wisdom addresses three kinds of listeners, the simple, the scorners, and the fools. According to Warren Wiersbe, the simple are naive people who believe anything but examine nothing. Scorners think that they know everything and laugh at the things that are really important. And fools are people who are ignorant of truth because they're dull and stubborn. Now, all these three need to do is simply turn at her rebuke, to listen to what she is saying, to acknowledge that it is true, and to change their thinking. And that is the response God is looking for from any of us to his word, to his gospel, that we would listen to it, acknowledge that it's true, say amen to it, and then be willing to turn and conform our lives to the truth of it. If they would do this, wisdom says, I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. And that's exactly what God does for us. If we will respond to the gospel, repent of our sins and trust in Christ, then he will pour out his spirit on us and into us. And then he will enable us by his spirit to understand his words. He will make them known to us and lead us in the way of life. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. So they're basically going to get what's coming to them because they refuse to listen. They disdain the counsel of wisdom. They laugh. And so when that happens, wisdom says, I'm going to laugh at your calamity. And you will call, but I will not answer. Why? Because you did not choose to fear God. Therefore, you shall eat the fruit of your own way. That's what happens. We make our choices and then our choices turn and make us. Proverbs 14, 14 says, the backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. Does this seem cruel? Really, it is God simply giving the person over to what they want. They don't want God. They want their own way. So God gives them over to their own way. But the reality of it is you're going to reap what you sow. For the turning away of the simple will slay them. 
and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. The fact of the matter is, if we spurn the good counsel of God, if we do not listen to the truth of his word, then we have nobody to blame but ourselves. The turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. The tragic thing is that people think that they will respond to the gospel. They think that they will get their lives right with God at some point in life. But what usually happens is that people end up dying the way that they were living, and that day never comes. That is why the scripture tells us that today, if we hear the Lord's voice, don't put it off, don't harden your heart, but listen to what God is saying, for today is the day of salvation. Don't play Russian roulette with your eternal soul. On the other hand, whoever listens to wisdom, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the gospel, the wisdom of Jesus Christ, will dwell safely forever, eternally secure and without fear of evil or hell. And that is why the scripture so often says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Solomon counsels to seek wisdom like you would search for hidden treasure. Wisdom will deliver you from perverse men and immoral women, and you will remain in the land. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.